Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Hi. 
I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. following program contains adult, adult language and course themes and references to anal probes. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Juxtaposition. I'm one third of the crew this evening, Mr. Rick Robinson, and the, my usual co-host is with me tonight as well. We have the one, the only, the only Amish attorney I know with access to the internet. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, that's where all the law books are. 
Uh, no, I'm great. I, 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 you know what? That intro still. I mean, even that. Whenever I watch the movie and just that intro, that clip gives me chills every time. It's like the first time I saw the movie. Yep. It's kind of why I decided to mix all that stuff together way back in the day, and I use it pretty much any time we're talking UFOs. But speaking of which, we have our resident alien with us this evening to talk UFOs. I wonder how many secrets he's going to let slip since we're plying him with booze. Yes, that's your master. <laughs> you're going to do what to who? Oh, wait a minute. Let me... i got to put my translator on. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to do what to who for how many jelly donuts? <laughs> I just said hello from Finland. Uh-huh. Sure it was. Finland isn't real. That's why I'm broadcasting from there tonight. <laughs> you, so you're, you're broadcasting from imaginary Finland. Good to know. Good to know. It's an alien portal. I thought I mean, it's where the how does, is. How does Finland get so many things right? It's an alien portal. We could do a whole show on that. <laughs> See, and that's, yes. that's why Finland isn't real because you can't score number one at everything. It's an ideal. It's the same reason why Delaware isn't real. Ooh, Delaware is the top state of everything. No, it isn't. It's not real. It's there to inspire. Santa Marin will be mine. Oh yes. <laughs> Finland, and, Finland and Delaware, the myths of the Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, just talking about that real quick. Um, I know Jeff, you you and I have traded these videos a little bit of the the new reality, you know, from the quantum quantum gravity people. Oh yeah, the new theory of reality. And by the way, she's super hot. But still, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, I I dropped that on someone else. We need to do a show on that one, Rick. I'll we'll send I'll send you some of the uh, YouTube videos. It's just I, theoretical physicists just sit around and smoke pot all day now because the that that they have to. And E8 theory replacing superstring is everything. So you're telling me that I could technically be a be a be a physicist now? Like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Theoretical. Cool. <laughs> cool. Just, call, just call me Doctor Teach. Right. <laughs> hey, at least I won't have to change my last name. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Hey, what what does it tell you about California when um, talking about Cheech when Jerry Garcia's brand of weed is fleeing the state? <laughs> Tells you pretty much everything that you need to know. Yeah, when, when old hippie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Almost got political. Can't do it. <laughs> you just about <laughs> broke a rule. I, I was going to let you, because your shock collar hasn't arrived yet. Right. <laughs> oh, he's actually political again. Hit the plate. <clears throat> Dude, I'm telling you, you know, since, since you did almost open the box, I will say, if we ever get to the point where we give reporters shock collars, life would be so much more entertaining. No, um, you don't give politicians shock collars. Uh, well, I mean, at least with, at least with reporters and stuff getting shot callers, you they don't lie all the time. Politicians would just die. <laughs> it reminds me of way back in the day after we had first moved out here. We had a <clears throat> Scottish Terrier who we eventually wound up getting rid of who was actually the spinning image of Toto from The Wizard of Oz. 
So that, that was his name. But the dog barked at literally everything. So we got him one of those collars that would basically give him a little, a little jolt when he barked. Well, I forgot his shot collar was on one day. And my youngest son and his friends were out shooting in the backyard. The poor dog. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before it was what, what, could, what happened, it could get the collar off of him. They shot like four guns in a row. So he just bark, 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 bark. And it shot him so hard he did a backflip. And then he just looked at me. I was like, oh, damn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I told a wind-up dog that did backflips. He literally was, like, jumping in the air, twisting and yelping because the last one shocked him so hard. And when I finally realized what was going on, I ran to him and pulled the collar off. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. He just looked at me like, you're an asshole. I didn't mean to. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, a little sidetrack there. Well, while we are getting close to politics, I mean, I mean, kind of, but you, know, one of the things this week that came about politically <laughs> is in reference to this. And Jeff, you dropped some pretty good memes to this, but so we had this Russian, sorry, Russian, we had this Chinese balloon kind of taking its leisurely pace over the United States, and it's a surveillance balloon and had a whole bunch of, you know, data acquisition material on it, and. So this kind of goes against with the main topic of UFOs where they say, oh, you know, UFOs are really just surveillance equipment of our uh, adversaries. Remember the SR-22? Well, it's like that, but better. No, it's a fucking balloon with antennae and solar. So no, no, not that. I think my favorite comment came from Pat McAfee, of all people. Um Basically saying, so weather balloons are what everyone says alien UFOs are, and yet we were clearly able to see this for what it was. It moved slowly. Yes. Mm. Yeah, not swamp gas, not uh, weather balloons, not surveillance balloons, not adversarial aircraft, um, because, yeah, we saw all that this weekend. Neep. Not impressed. <laughs> Our 50-year-old spy planes move faster and more stealthy. Yeah. I mean, it was, what, at 60,000 feet in altitude? I mean, people with cameras were getting pictures of it. So, it ironically, I think it shoots a lot of um, holes into the uh, Roswell weather balloon theory. Yeah, I think that yeah, would... It really does, too. I think that was one of my favorite memes. Is somebody? I, I think I think it actually may have even been Jeff. I saw it from had a picture of the the Roswell guy posing posing with the the aftermarket picture where they made it look like a weather balloon, and it's got a caption about a Chinese weather balloon being shot down. Anyway, I I thought that was kind of funny. But I so here's my here's my thing with all this. Um, and well, first of all, it does shoot holes in all of Roswell's theory about the weather balloon thing because I mean. <laughs> kind of obvious that we can tell the difference 
But also, let's get real. This was just Fang Fang trying to get some love on for Valentine's Day. That's all this was. Yeah, just. So I, I think thought, she's been. Everybody's making a big deal. Everybody's making a big deal about nothing. It was a. It, it was a. It was a jet stream Valentineogram. That's it. That's all. Just kidding. Um, well, and that's you know everyone's like, oh, y'all making a big deal about a weather balloon, it ain't it, guys? And uh, yeah, it, I again to go deeper into it would have been to is to delve into politics, which we try to avoid. Though this show, we get to dance closer to it than on the other ones because politics. I mean, conspiracy. You, the the joke in twenty twenty three is, you know, conspiracy theorists. Um, you know, far right conspiracy theory just means, uh, you know, so far we're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I, I name one that hasn't. Uh, I mean, we've had JFK, JFK come out. Um, now the government, like we're going to be talking about tonight, the government is just dropping UFO data like it's economics reports. Hashtag twenty thirty five. <laughs> yeah, the accelerate the quick. You know what? I think that is the quickening that Art Bell spake. True. True. He's just off a bit. Everything, because everybody talks about 2035, and uh, nobody knows why that is the benchmark. Everything is supposed to occur at 2035. And, and, you know, we've talked about how, like, all good doomsday cults, they'll put a date far into the future, but close enough to scare the fuck out of you, but far enough away that they can maximize their grift beforehand. And so there's a little bit of that with the 2035 thing, but the Mm -hmm. fact that everybody has glommed onto it for what their theory du jour. Yeah. You know. Everything is happening in twenty thirty five. Or well, by twenty thirty five. Well not to be a cynic, but I think a lot of that has to do with oh shit, twenty twelve happened, we're still here. Twenty thirty five robust, man. <laughs> Just saying. I could be wrong, but that's kinda that's kinda my whole take on everything shifting from twenty twelve to twenty thirty five because remember everybody thought we were all gonna die in twenty twelve like it was in in the world, because well, it, be it needs to be twenty two twelve because of that missing two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I am a firm believer that there twenty thirty five is a plan, and yeah. that we are we are being psychological and physically engineered for something. And I don't know what. Well, I mean, if you look at a lot of, that, I mean, it, going to the conspiracy thing too, a lot of the agenda. You know, UN agenda is twenty thirty five or twenty forty, so it's in that window. Yes. Well, it's interesting that Jeff brings up the whole you know physically being engineered thing because it's kind of apparent now that we are. If you if you look at what has happened with the children of today, with the additives and stuff that they put in most food now compared to children from fifty years ago, I mean, I don't know about you guys because I'm not very tall. I'm five nine. Every single one of my boys is six two, six three. Every single one. They took sugar out of everything. No, it's because... It's the reduction in Earth's gravity. It's it's the growth hormones they're putting in all the food nowadays. It's it's starting... That's why some some girls are developing earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's why 11-year-olds look like they're 16 now. (laughs) Right. But... But but, tonight... Yeah, go ahead. We're talking about UFOs. Well, yeah, I know, but it's all tied to the same thing. I, I really think, oh, yeah. I think at this point, I think what's happening is the reason they're starting to let the cat out of the bag is because 
we're getting dangerously close to the point where we're going to find out that you know we're not alone because it's the only it's the only reason that they, they thing that makes sense because after World War II, Churchill and Eisenhower basically worked together to cover up UFOs both here and across the pond. Um, and now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh look, this is what we now know. It's like my the first official episode of Juxtaposition. When did uh, UFOs become mainstream and when did I miss the memo? Because I'm just sitting there one night just listening to Tucker Carlson while I'm cleaning my living room. And he on Fox News is talking about UFO gun, ca- gun camera footage. And I'm like, when did, what? Huh? <laughs> and, and tongue-in-cheek about it either. You know, kind of like they would do on CNN or whatever. Is oh, you know, some dumb fucking bumpkin down in Alabama saw a teaser. Yeah. And I mean, literally, uh, it, it, and it honestly started before the before the new millennium. I remember in the late nineties there was, or was it Nevada or something, where they had like the it was late nineties, early two thousands, where they had like the giant triangle lights that had everybody flipping out for like a week straight. That was Phoenix. The Phoenix, Phoenix lights. Yeah. So I mean, I, I really think at this point, I think that our government has known more about what's been going on for a long time, and if we go back and actually look at some of the juxtaposition, juxtaposition archives, we've kind of hinted at it, um, as we've done other episodes, like, you know, why did we go to the moon and then suddenly not go anywhere else with anything other than, than unmanned equipment? I think it's because we were told to get our asses back in our own front yard. And I think that time is coming to a close, which is why they're now starting to try to get everybody used to the idea. Because one of the biggest things that the government was afraid of was that if we found out we weren't alone, it would destroy every faith in, in the world. Because pretty much every faith is, you know, centric to, for the most part, that we were created by our creator in their image, whichever faith you're listening to. And to honestly come to terms with the fact that there are other creatures out there created in other images would throw a lot of people for loops. Which, I, as, as a person of faith, I don't truly understand that either, because... The book of Revelations is rife with all kinds of weird creatures that are supposedly in heaven. So it's not like we are alone, and we should already know that. So that, that's, that's always kind of been my thing with it. Why do we assume that we're it? Because even even heaven's full, full of creatures that we don't see here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so... I understand the argument of why it would be traumatic to religion, especially Zoroastrian religion. You know, we're in the fight of good and evil. Well, where do these other beings stand? You know, because you know, as we've talked about in the witchcraft and in the uh, possession episodes, you know, the, the those based off of uh, Zoroastrianism, they're the first religions who have a great struggle. You know, everything else is just. Um, opposing energies, but this is a battle for good and evil in all of those. So you bring in these outsiders. Well, where are you falling, bro? If you're not with us, you're against us. No, and you know, in, in not not to go back to this, but but I think honestly, one of the best modern attempts to explain kind of an extraterrestrial approach to most of the Zoroastrian religion was Babylon Five. Sure. They did a great job. Because you, you basically had the Vorlons on one side and the Shadows on the other, and it turns out that it was basically just, you know, them trying to impose their wills on everybody. And I mean, honestly, I think that's probably closer to the truth than any of us want to admit. Because there's just too many things that don't make sense. And this now becoming a forefront thing that everybody's talking about, 
also to me in this very specific time really makes no sense unless there's another shoe that's about to drop. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It just occurred to me, too, that was a fantastic metaphor for the Cold War as well. Uh, pretty much. So, anyway. But talking about your uh, Churchill and Eisenhower um, comment that you had made, the basis of that, and this also kind of goes with the joke from Sneakers too, where you know Dan Aykroyd's like, "So and then Truman said, look, you give us all the technology that you want, and you, or you give us all your technology, and we'll give you all the cattle lips and assholes you could possibly want." And along these lines, you have Churchill and Eisenhower who. And, you know, now it's pretty common for the military. At the time, the military was reporting what came to be known as Foo Fighters. And that is, I mean, for those of you new to the topic, Foo Fighters was, there was a popular cartoon at the time that when everything, ever anything went wrong, the saying in it was, where there was Foo, there was fire. And so the unidentified aircraft became Foo Fighters. And that's where the band got his name, too. So all these reports of RAF bombers and everything else coming back from flying over Europe um, of these mysterious aircraft, you everybody, like we were just talking about with us, everybody think, oh, that must be the Nazi aircraft or, you know, new Nazi jet propulsion or new Nazi whatever. And inversely, the Germans were saying, oh, this must be new allied technology that we're seeing. And everybody, and it was like, the war in Europe, the war in the European theater was like a tourist attraction for UFOs. The way that these, the proclivity of these reports, it sounds like that they were always there, you know, just watching almost everything that was happening. And then later in the Pacific, too. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's what Jeff's still doing. He just doesn't hide it anymore. But Maybe. 11,000 11, UFO sightings were logged by the British government between 1900 and 2000. Yeah, let that number roughly sink 1100. in. Just let that number sink in, though, because that's roughly a what? I mean, 11,000, so year. that's 110 a year yeah. for yeah. basically 100 years. And for that, a tiny island. Yeah, and, and, It's not like the United States. We're talking about California. I'm telling you, Stone Chin, Stone, Stonehenge is an alien airport. It's the only explanation. Sure. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, so, I mean, so the irony of this, though, is the officials lost an investigation into the files that were released when when the unnamed grandson of the Ish military 
Aide to Churchill wrote in 1999, saying that the objects seen by RAF reconnaissance crew appeared to hover noiselessly relative to the aircraft. The grandson, who described himself as a scientist, said it appeared metallic. The object very suddenly disappeared, leaving no trace of its earlier presence. This event was discussed by Mr. Churchill and General Eisenhower, neither of whom knew what had been observed. There was a general inability for either side to match a plausible account to these observations. Another person raised the possibility of an unidentified flying object, at which point Mr. Churchill declared the incident should be immediately classified for at least 50 years and its status reviewed by a future prime minister. Yeah, you want to jump in? Crap. Um, I'm sorry. I, I was taking care of something. Yeah. Okay, well, you finished that. Yeah. And so moving forward with that, we're talking about 110 a year for England. I, the Pentagon has released its numbers for 2022 with over 500 reported, but after weeding out the ones that, that they can say, yeah, we know exactly what that was, that was a UFO. Um, 247 remain unanswered. 247. Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, and the, the numbers, the numbers are stunning. What, um, I really find fascinating with both the English and the U.S. numbers are numbers of individuals, well, let's face it, who are in the sky and look up there all the time. I can't tell you the number of stories on UFOs I haven't talked about on, on my show. It's, it's, it's astronomical. Well, yeah, and you know, it's like, and you're you're talking about um, Lost Wanderer, and it's the these reports are they're not just coming from like you know Joe Blow on the ground who's seeing a Chinese spy satellite. These are from mostly Air Force and Naval. I mean, this is a DoD report. This isn't you know just like a Project Blue Book thing. This is an in now that they have made it acceptable for military personnel to come forward, you're, you're talking 247 credible reports from military people in Air Force and military aviators who, hey, we, we don't know what that was. Like the Tic Tac we talked about last year. Yeah, and when you think of that number, now, I think of my, my count is accurate. There are four branches of the government that are now studying this. I, I know NASA, Space Force, Air Force, DOD, Navy, Navy, and I think there's yet another department. And we're not counting the educational stigma that has now gone away from people studying this. So there, it's like all of a sudden this focus is acceptable. Yeah, and you, I mean, you'd think when they, when they first started doing it, I thought of this. Okay, so this is a ploy to drum out the crazies, you know. It's because mm -hmm. I mean, when they started, they, they did it in such a government 
way that it's like, okay, I, I wouldn't fill out a report. I would be like, you know, the, the soundbite at the beginning. I, I wouldn't even know what to report. <laughs> but now that it's like, you know, hey, we're taking you guys seriously. Please tell us what you see. Then it's like, and then, okay. <laughs> they're coming to take me away. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I thought at first. It's like, okay, they're really starting to smoke out the crazies. Now, this, this, this is some interesting stuff, and this is just to kind of go over um, some of the numbers kind of more drilled down a little bit. So kind of the states with the most UFO sightings, since we've started tracking those kind of things, California with 10,333 sightings. Not really that surprising. Florida coming in second, 5,826 sightings. Washington State, 4,351 sightings. Despite all of the alien movies where they land and say, take me to your leader, Washington, D.C. has only had a total of 87 sightings, so they're obviously not coming to see the important people, apparently. Well, that's because people in D.C. have their heads up their own ass. Uh, right, they can't see anything in the sky when they're looking at their colon. Uh, that's a good possibility. But, no, I mean, that tracks those because, okay, so Florida, you got America's Wang surrounded by water. Everybody's looking out at the ocean. You know, you, and it's a fairly big state, so even when you're in the middle of the state, you don't have a lot of light pollution. California, the part of California I'm in, some of you have seen some pictures, it's all desert. There is no light pollution once you get three miles out of town. Yeah. And you know, same with Washington State, too. And you know, we could do the whole UFO Sasquatch tie-in thing, too. But I mean, oh, God, these, yes. these tracks because they are so remote, They're such remote areas with very little light pollution. You don't have that in D.C. because it's all city. So in Oklahoma, they began tracking UFO sightings in 1870. From 1870 to present, there have been a total of 994 sightings. And population base too. That's significant because I mean, Oklahoma isn't a really populous state. No, I mean it never has been. I mean, honestly, my entire state's population is less than is currently in the city city of Seattle right now. We have four and a half million people. And I know there is a significant uptake here. And no, I am not responsible for anyone in chat that's going to type that. Um, there has been significant uptake uh, uptake in numbers see. here. Sorry, had to. That's what the ones that are responsible always say. It wasn't me. I know. Yeah. Anyway, so you were but, saying there's and, a significant uptick near you two. So. Well, and Jeff, you and I have talked about it in the past, too. You hit me up on Discord one night. It's like, you wouldn't believe what I'm seeing out here. I, this UFO's been hanging over my house for what, just like 15 minutes. I'm like, gee, if only you had a piece of equipment that could take photos that you keep in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And he ran out and took video, and I, you know, it was still, I mean, for being phone video, it was still impressive video. Well, you know, so what's And if I can't identify it, that's a problem. Well, right. so what's yeah, happening, though, is he's gotten really popular in India, and he keeps telling everybody he's an alien, so another alien was coming to check him out. You're not getting you, graceful. Well, you, you, you know your joke, but would be i wouldn't be surprised that if there are ufos flying around if there are alien life forms other than me around they why wouldn't they listen to everything they could with with shows i mean like like what i was saying in chat i'm in the process of learning finnish and when i get done here and finish up my masters in it i'm pursuing theoretical physics because I want to know everything I possibly can. So wouldn't their thought process be the same way? So 
if we happen to talk about something on an, on say to, like tonight's juxtaposition, wouldn't that theoretically increase the mathematical odds of all of a sudden one three up one of the three of us seeing something because maybe they are trying to pinpoint people who may be more alert or receptive or yeah i yeah. mean you, know, you come all this way and you like you know you want to be seen you know it's not not everybody you know especially if you're a tourist i mean you could go to anywhere tourists congregate they're wearing the most god gaudy clothing and walking around with cameras why would you know, <laughs> I am in such a mood today. I almost dropped another Lou comment two shows in a row. When you mean beyond the fame fag one? I was gonna say aliens are fame fags. Mm. They're, they want their sure. UFOs to be seen. They want to know their. They want you to know that technology exists greater than what we currently understand, because it presents that helplessness effect. And when you get down, when you drill down to it, that's really just paraphrasing Shakespeare. There's more of heaven. There's more in heaven and the earth than is dreamt of in your philosophies. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, that, that that's as true today as it, I mean, with UFOs as it was with whatever mysticism and spirituality they were trying to convey at that point. But how do we know Shakespeare wasn't already paraphrasing aliens? See, and that's just it because he did meet with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. <sighs> So what do you think? You want to take a break, and we'll come back with the uh, drill down into these other numbers. Yeah, might as well. Hey, give me just a sec. Yeah, why not? The one thing I love about Kale Run is everybody's always tinkling ice cubes. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through the rest of the show. Not everybody, because I haven't made my drink yet, but I'm probably about to fix that. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of dollarshaveclub.com. What is dollarshaveclub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Desert in the great American Southwest. I bid you good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation, around the world. I am Mark Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that man. We're gonna get sued. I, I don't care. Well, no, he's dead. So yeah. I was gonna say, isn't he dead? We're, we're fine. We're good. Uh, George Norrie might try something, but whatever. Anyway. Or, or is maybe he's not dead? He just went home. I was gonna say he pulled an Elvis. He went home. I think that's. If you don't know, that's, that's a man in black joke. <laughs> no, he's not dead. He just back to his own planet. 
Uh, Men in Black was such like just like weird like the whole idea of a weird. Story. I still say it's the best Marvel movie ever. Honestly, I, yeah, I and I'm actually gonna I, I I'm gonna dispute Aggie's assertion last night too. Howard the Duck was a pretty good MCU movie as well. Yes, dude. Yes. I, well, I, well, you should have. So wait, you wait until she can't hear you anymore to reassert your assertion instead of making it. While I'm you were... not gonna get chocolate for that one. <laughs> smart. He is smart. <laughs> That's why he's on this show. So, um, right. so w- one thing we were talking about during the break, too, uh, is with DOD and the Pentagon really saying, hey, guys, come forward, tell us your stories and everything. The one agency, the one government agency who you would think would jump on board with this is actually still going, oh, there's no credible evidence of that, and y'all are fucking crazy. That's because they don't want to, want to admit they helped with the moon cover-up. Right. Because okay, they can't there... launch a big rocket anymore without waiting six months. Did you... Again, thank you, Elon, for proving private, private industry does better than the government does. <laughs> Yes. But no, I mean that's true. I mean they scrub a launch, it takes them six months to get another window. Elon's like, oh shit, that blew up. Let me put another one on the pad. Yeah. Well, yeah, so NASA said while one of its key priorities is the search for life elsewhere in the universe, it has not found any credible evidence of extraterrestrial life. And there is no evidence that UAPs are extraterrestrial. This is a direct contradiction to what the ODNI has said. What's I mean, what's funny not, when when uh, you mention that same um, I think it was the same day or the day after NASA released something. Oh God, I can't believe it. I'm going to try try to do this on your show. They found evidence of a habitable planet 31 light years away at Wolf 10. Uh, what is it? 103 A or B? Yeah, a B. Right, yes. Go, continue. And no, but you, you nailed it. You 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 pulled off the habitable. You did great. For those of you who don't know, that is a word Jeff has struggled with since he started doing podcasting. So <laughs> he actually did it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so here's my thing with this though: is if we weren't being told to stay in our own backyard, we already have a generational ship on the way to that damn planet. It's not that far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that far away. Not when you consider uh, Voyager one and two are are leaving the 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 galaxy. I mean, they're on the edge. Of, yeah. Of, of the solar system. Yeah. They, I mean, they're they're outside the heliopause now, and you're thinking, well, okay, well, that took them forty years to get there. Well, a generational ship is designed to do that. It's not you make it in your lifetime. Your grandchildren show up. Yeah. That's the idea. You send families and breeding couples and you and you you, the ship is designed to have births on it and keep carrying on so that way your descendants future generations hence the name ergo latin generational ships And, and and here's the part i think a lot of people struggle with um because i know nasa's getting ready to nasa and darpa are getting ready to 
to to launch something. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Into space to test a nuclear uh, engine. There is a chance within the next five years we will have a ship further than Voyager. And Voyager was launched in what, 71, 72? Yeah, it was, it was launched several months after Maya was born. Yes. So the way that we have grown exponentially technology-wise, there's no reason why what people are reporting as to be truth. And I, I don't get why most people in NASA are still hesitant to acknowledge but they don't have to say they're here, you know, they're out there. Just plausibility is there. Because that's what most people who who don't want to believe in aliens will, will accept that the plausibility is there because when you think of the number of galaxies, solar systems, and planets, I mean, hell, we're still finding moons on planets and our own solar or moons, yeah, moons around planets on our own solar system. What we don't know is far greater than what we do. Yeah, and you know, the point you're talking about the mathematics behind it. There's actually a formula. It's called Drake's law. Look it up. It's uh. You know, I, I'm not going to be your Google monkey on that. Look it up yourself. But it's actually quite you, when you break it down like that, it's like, OK, so that's a pretty conservative estimate because it's eliminating all but what they out of all the stars in the solar system. We they knocked it down to a couple hundred thousand, making it to uh, our level or beyond. Yeah, and they, they've adjusted the, that that equation a little bit to increase more because they've they've discovered more. Uh, more planets than they were expecting in the habitable zones of the suns, but it's still, you know, a, a decent number. Nailed it again. Well, I mean, well, the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, up until like 1960, 1970, we thought we were the only planet in the entire universe had life because we had this crazy idea that we were the only planet that would have water in the first place. We're not finding water in places we never thought we would find water, like on our own moon, for example. Yeah, or the soil, soil Mars. Sure, you you want to put that in perspective. You're talking about two things in you know the 60s and 70s. Okay, so that's when Voyager launched. Plate tectonics was still fringe science in the 70s. Mm -hmm. So that's how little we knew of our own planet, and continue to know of our own planet. But it's I mean it's like you, they joke about it in Star Trek Four. You know, when you know, the woman, you know, McCoy goes, what are you in the hospital for? She's all kidney dialysis. So it's goddamn stone ages. <laughs> and, you know, just gives her a couple pills and cures her of her, you know, diabetes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. kidney failure. All of but a sudden, you think like about it, I mean, that's, kidneys. yeah, we're in. Sorry. 
But yeah, it was. It, I think that was one of my favorites of the whole movie because all of a sudden she's like regrowing kidneys because he gave her like two pills. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So. But I know. Um, I am happy that at least NASA does have division within it now that's studying it. You guys think they'll actually release information, or do you think we'll have to rely on some of the other other departments to get the information? I don't, I don't see NASA coming clean anytime soon because I mean I still firmly believe that there are things going on in the at the moon that we're never that we're not going to know about for quite some time. There, there's yeah, too, for, there's too many fringe stories about those what's you going don't know on. what Rick's what Rick's talking about. One of the earlier episodes of Juxtaposition we talked about where we were talking about the moon landing hoax and it wasn't that you know the the theory you know when you the difference between like you know we didn't go to the moon and then when you listened to uh robert c hoagland's um report is that it's not that we didn't go to the moon it's that we were told not to come back and what's even even crazier when 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 you look for perspective technically i mean i i don't i think nasa may have done this already it was last year China put a satellite around the dark side of the moon, and they were basically classified as the first country to do that. I think we have done it, but never released it. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we definitely camped out back there for a while. I mean, even when orbiting it. But um, you know, my my take on it too is that. You can't convince me that all of a sudden they stopped going to the moon because of ratings. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, America's not interested in it anymore because of the Vietnam War and blah, 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 and gas prices. No, no, you, you don't lose interest in that. No, I mean, you, may, you may not follow it every day. But... but no, I mean, well, I mean, so just, just, take, just take that statement at face value. That they stopped worrying about going to the moon because we'd already been there and America had lost interest in space. Our science fiction diet proves them wrong because we have been dreaming. 100%. We have been dreaming about getting to space since before we were ever there. And once we got there, science fiction got even more rich because we started understanding how some of the physics and stuff would work, and we were able to start working some of that stuff into the writings and eventually the movies and everything else. So the whole idea of, well, you know, been there, got the t-shirt, done. No, we weren't done. Something changed because you guys were supposed to have us on Mars by, like, 1985. With already mentioning the private uh, enterprises and Elon, how old is Elon? He's our age. What has been his goal from childhood? He wants to see us multiplanetary. Yeah. I would wager a large number of people our age has wanted the same thing. Don't tell like like Rick is saying, don't tell me the interest hasn't been there. We want to see, you know, a, a factory in Iowa building the enterprise. Uh, yes, yeah, I'll take two. <laughs> National Association of Stupid Assholes. I okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, possibly. 
But yeah, just the idea that we we somehow lost interest that makes zero sense to me. Um, and I, I do firmly believe that at some point we maybe progressed a little bit faster than everybody in the neighborhood thought we were supposed to, because I don't think they realized that we had been reverse engineering alien technology. I mean, just to put this in perspective, guys, because I was watching the, the the article that I dropped was actually from a Netflix series that I've been watching for the last few weeks, and when we started talking about wanting to do uh, UFOs again, I kind of really kind of started paying more attention to it because it, it, it's just stuff I hadn't seen before. But just to put something else into perspective, since 1955, we have progressed technologically as a planet more than we have in the last 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we go... From plowshares and mules in the 1900s to space by 1969. Yeah, some of us are still doing plowshares and mules. Well, you know, <laughs> no offense to you, yeah, the ex- exponential rate doesn't doesn't compute. No, I yeah, mean, Moore's law. I mean, Moore's law is broken on computing now. I mean, the simple yes. the simple fact of the matter is we cheated. And there are people that know we cheated. We have been re we have been reverse engineering alien technology for forever. Why do you think we're just now starting to hear the truth about some of the EM fields and everything else that cell phones put out? We didn't know because we didn't build the shit. Yeah, and you have to wait till the public is used to technology at a level where they can understand some of the things we are about to encounter. We're we're just trying to reduce the fear factor of of, of people because people are stupid, dumb, crazy animals. I mean, look look at the look at the ones that have committed suicide over the years because you know, oh my God, there's a comet coming and we it's actually a spaceship. Right, so I mean, the 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 fears aren't unfair. We are not rational people. We can pretend to be, but we're really not. Oh, but I'll raise my glass tonight for Buenos Aires of fucking bugs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, so the, the thing about that I, 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 it's funny you mentioned that and this just goes with you know, the shit that Mickey and I are talking about all the time I watched a documentary on Starship Troopers last night nice and on how it was actually you, the filmmaker went out of his way with the Nazi imagery in it that's not it, you, the, the difference between the movie and the book the movie he went out of his way to make it a anti-war, anti-authoritarian, and the only way he could do that was by going over the top and making everything look pretty Nazi. And uh, he also admitted, you know, Nazi shit looks pretty cool. But um, it was he he did that on purpose. So that hyper stylization, and even with the you know the the message at the end was, no matter how good your ideals are of getting your your reasons for getting into the machine at the end you're still just a cog in the machine and that was rico that was that was the that was the story arc for rico pretty was much. that in the end he's still just a cog hey, sorry i had to get that out you you met you made you made friends i was like god i just watched a fucking documentary on that last night <laughs> jeff was teeing one up for you and didn't even realize it well yeah but i mean that that's the uh I mean, we talk, mickey and i talked about it on cats's show too the consciousness of the people you associate with too where you're all you're all in taking the same information and you don't know it until somebody makes a reference and then you're like i just 
I was just looking, thinking about that too. So, so and interesting, you know, just another little correlation, uh, not to the but one of the reasons why I'm kind of leaning towards the whole idea of we're being throttled um, as far as technology from wherever we're getting it from. And they're like, okay, you, you've had enough for now. Just stay in your yard. Um, I, I'm watching Enterprise. And the parallels there are kind of amazing because this Enterprise takes place 100 years after Zephyr Cochran's original launch. And Earth is still basically just piddling around its own solar system because the Vulcans don't want them out there. And they've literally been doing everything they can to hamper their progress. And I'm just watching that going, you know, this seems like it's kind of the same thing that we're going through right now. And I kind of feel like there's another shoe that's about to drop with as commonplaces as you're trying to make all this. And at the same time, the people at the top are still like, nothing to see here. It's okay. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we're about to find out some weird shit been going on for a very, very long time. And y'all been hiding it. There, there are two things that I am quite interested in. Uh, the first one is the Alcubierre engine. But the other one is a, another mathematical theory uh, with travel faster than light. I have figured out by bouncing atoms and particles back and forth in a tube, they can achieve uh, enough propulsion to get to light speed. The first rounds of math said it needed the energy consumption based on Einstein's laws of the universe. That's the energy consumption. In the last year, they've reduced it down to Jupiter-level energy. And from the original concept of this drive, that was 20 years ago. So in 20 years, they've gone from the energy of the universe down to the energy of Jupiter. Don't tell me even a life form 100 years more advanced than us doesn't have technology we don't understand. I mean, it, along those lines, too, is, I mean, and I talk about this on Twitter all the time with the uh, thorium liquid salt reactors. You And this technology, it's 50-0 technology. The technology was designed for lunar colonies, but you could hold all of the energy that you would need to consume in your life. And I'm not talking shit to keep you warm and keep your TV on. Everything for every bite of food you eat, every clothing you wear, all of it can fit in your hand. Mm -hmm. And it's technology Mm -hmm. we have. Uh, I mean, we're, we're all of a similar age. When we were growing up, we probably spent many nights looking at the night sky and looking at the moon and the constellations and dreaming, you know, of maybe going to the moon or another planet. In all seriousness, did you ever in your lifetime think that not only is Mars a possibility, but that we would see reusable rockets? That we would, you know, have people testing nuclear power in space? And that's just our lifetimes in the last 50 years. I'm actually sorry. I mean, not not just that, but the fact that we would be there had we not taken a step back for stupid reasons. Yes. You know, it's like. And I I know I'm going to get laughed at for this. I don't mean to disrespect the individuals that were on this. I've always, always thought the Challenger was not an accident. I. I can see that. O-rings, really? With as much checking as you do on everything, O-rings? I, it did seem... Well, that and uh, Columbia, too. Yes. 
that was, I mean, you, you check these times. I mean, okay, so yes, it did take a strike. And so that is more plausible than the O-rings and cold. And yet, Florida wasn't seasonably cold. Was it below and, zero? Is there rubber? They can't handle it. Yeah. And and I, I apologize. I may tread a little bit on the politics here, and I don't mean to. We've all seen what's happened the last two to three years, how people were manipulated by headlines and by stories and this and that. Like I said, the populace of, of Earth is stupid in a collective. What better way to dissuade people from trying to get to space than instead of having people who have dedicated their lives to do this, I, to have an, an American teacher, a, a woman. She's a cool teacher. Yes. With a pocket full of science experiments for her students. Yes. Oh, that's why I could that, that is a story that touches everyone. Yeah. And I I hope I hope to everything I'm wrong. I do. I honestly do. But if you were going to create a story to stop people from stop America from uh, uh continuing in the space race for a handful of years, tell me a better way. We got to pump the brakes a bit. How do we do that cuz everybody's really into the space shuttle. Let's blow one up. Yeah, like Mike says in the chat, he said that you made a good point. He's never thought of that before. And, um, you know, it's, we've killed more people for less. Yes. We as government, yes. I mean, the Maine, the Gulf of Tonkin, we do it all the fucking time. Lyme disease, shit, we covered that a couple months ago. So not, uh, not that far-fetched, my dude. And I hate that, honestly, I never thought about it until the recent events. But when I do do my show and I hear about the, 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 you know, hear Reagan speaking every, every episode, I go in my head going, this, something, something, something ain't right. And like, like Rick has said, and you have said, why aren't we already further along than we should have been? We were on a trajectory where not only should we have already reached Mars, we should have at least 100 to, to 250 people civilization on it. And that's, you know, when you were talking a minute ago about all the things that have started happening in our lifetime, I, I'm glad those things are finally starting to happen, but those should have been happening really early in my lifetime because, because I mean, let, let's let's face it, we were on track to, as far as we know, have a colony on the moon and on Mars by no later than, I believe, the original estimate was 1987. And yes, then I think that was Ver, uh, Werner von Braun's uh, plan. And then suddenly everything went sideways. Shortly after we went to the moon. Nobody talks about it, and we've talked about this a little bit on this show, and it fits in with right what we're talking about right now. There are actual tapes of conversations that were happening off the live feed where astronauts on the first lunar landing were talking about being watched. And they knew people. They knew something was there, but they didn't know what it was. You know what I think about that? And I mean, just, just cast for a second. One of the best Doctor Who episodes is Midnight. Think about it, you're the first 
you're the first landing up first humans landing on another foreign body and you see movement you don't know what it is and then i i whenever i think about that i project the doctor Who episode mid it's tenant episode with um dr donna yeah with <clears throat> donna noble is the um companion and it still just creeps me like out when i think of like you know what was that movie apollo 17 or something like that where they kind of yeah. touched on that too yeah, it's a terrible movie, but still. I mean, doing do, do an Apollo uh, found footage movie, I, I like the concept of that, but you actually have to, like, maybe have a colony on moon first. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so I guess one of the questions I like is I just, I just got this in a DM. Uh, Schrodinger's spy balloon is simultaneously no big deal because they were previous flyovers under Trump and it's a big deal because Biden ordered the one shot down because it's so cool. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I guess my one of my final questions for the evening, so I've given you guys my take where I think that we have been uh, allowed or fed uh, stuff to be able to do reverse engineering but have been hampered. So do you guys agree with me that you know maybe the aliens have been feeding us stuff and said, okay, this, this is all you get for now, stay in your a third one into that in the fact that we're not being throttled it's not being stifled for profitability it's we have hit the wall on our knowledge of what to do with it in that you know it's we we, we see all the pieces we've reverse engineered what we can what we have the materials for and we've gone pretty far with it but right now we're looking at it, it's like I have no idea what this widget does this widget is instrumental to this next piece of technology. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it does, so I can't RE it. That's that's my thing. Is that you know it kind of we got all the Velcro and Tang and you know <laughs> microprocessors yeah. and quantum computers out of it that we could, and right now we're looking at this, you know. Now, now we're, we're looking at the stabilizers, and the the inertial G breakers, and things of that nature, and we we haven't got the math yet to figure it out. Well, and, and part of why part of why I actually agree with your theory, though, have you guys seen the story that's breaking about the ion engine that they're starting to talk mm-hmm. about that will that will operate in Earth atmosphere? Okay, here's my thing, though. I thought we already had that. Mm-hmm. Is this a? See, I don't know if this is a. You re-release of it, and they're just counting on people forgetting, or if this is a Mandela effect thing, because I I'm convinced we already had that, and I don't mean the inner I don't mean the inner um, planetary version. I mean the planetary version that you're talking about, the atmospheric one. Well, see, I so for me, as far as I know, this is this is the first time I remember hearing about that. The one that I the one that I thought was amazing was when I realized that we've apparently had real guns for quite some time now, and I didn't know. I was like, we we have what? <laughs> Those are you know, that one I didn't know we've had for a while. I mean, I know that they've been talking about yeah, we hyperkinetic. Actually, we, actually, we actually have railguns in service on Navy ships now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tracks. Literally. The technology and, and, isn't that difficult. Once you figure out how to super cool magnets, the technology is about hard. For, for the record, it's not reached... just on naval ships. 
Well, those yeah, are, that's, that's, the, that's the last yeah, thing I remember reading about it. But yeah. Anyway, there are satellites up there. It's on the Prometheus. It doesn't surprise me, dude. I still, no, I mean, I still think, think about it. They they recently released. Uh, um, why would they recently release information that we were the rods from God on our satellites? I know, right? They've released that to to get a test field because if they're releasing that, that means it's ancient tech up in space. So here, here, here's my thing, because Ordi just made a reference, and this has been something that I've been wondering about for a long time. What if, what if the whole Stargate idea was leaked? Because what better way to basically play it off about it not being true than to eventually make an episode where you're making fun of the entire concept as fake? So you mean, you mean um, Wormhole Extreme being meta? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, what what better way to make it seem like yeah, it's just you know, it's just this fun science fiction thing, because and look, we're even going to start making fun of it. But I'm honestly, I'm I'm wondering if some of this is not actually going on, because again, I go back to the idea of we went from four branches of the military to five branches of the military. And nobody that understands what we need the fifth one for can explain to me why we currently need a space force at our level of technology. Something don't add up. I mean, we've talked about why. Go ahead, Jeff. You lied to with what they know. All you have to do is read the space force's modus operandi. And you will find your answers there. They're not hiding it. That's the crazy part. Uh, well, I hope we're still broadcasting. You know, you're you're right. You're right. When you read the mission statement of uh, Space Force, it's not that different from um, Cyber Command's dictate of hardening satellites. Which is apparently the only one who was able to figure out how to do that with satellites that are already in space was Elon Musk. Um but yeah, no, you're right. It is in their remission state. <sighs> so apparently so, we've, yeah, been, it's, we've been running longer than my laptop again, likes to run because it just tried to go to sleep and it's not even supposed to do that. So that was fun. I thought everything shut down for a second. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to rekey my mute button on Discord. We're still shaking out the bugs of us all using Discord. It happens. I'm still not used to there being a mute button, which for me it wouldn't matter anyway because it would still broadcast. So I still have to turn down my volume. But, I mean, I can tell Gracie's not having a great evening, but not as obvious as it was. Oh, no, she's playing right now. She's having a wonderful evening. She's running around the living room having a old time. (laughs) But anyway. Oh... Anyway, I think that brings us to uh, our conclusion. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we've I think we've done the topic justice this evening. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Indeed. Do. E. I know I joke about being an alien. Joke in quotations here. He's not um, When you look at the advances of technology, and when you study what 
Earth physicists are actually doing and, and prophesying and theorizing. We are far closer to alien tech than we realize. And the only way the people in the know to prepare us is to release this information in ever increasing. So by the time the technology is released for public, we're not surprised. But we now believe feasible and make sense on the fetch of physicists, even on their papers on ARIV, when you read and you learn about it and you, and you, you see what they're doing, you couldn't fathom 10 years ago. So those absolutely, because it's out there. The information is universal. You know, that is the universe in itself. Zeros and ones, everything makes logical. So we, I believe, continue seeing an uptick of information and actual I am going to go on a limb that we are going to get some footage within the next two years. That is clear cut. Not necessarily on Earth with our slides. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't disagree. I think our uh, telescope come a long way. I mean, I, I think they have, what is it, the new web telescopes, like, pointed so far out that they're actually getting footage of what they believe the very beginning of the universe looked like. I was like, that, how is that? That just seems really impossible to me. But apparently, they seem to think so. So, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and some, some of the telescope information we're going to find, we will eventually, I think in the next two years, find something, uh, find a sun that has a Dyson sphere around it. Oh, see that would that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Anyway, all the people that aren't nerds are like, "What the hell is a Dyson sphere?" They build a around the solar system's sun to harness as much energy of it as they can. It's a stage one civilization, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's the end of stage one, beginning of stage two. Once they've created okay. the Dyson sphere, they go to a stage two. Yeah, that's where you are able to harness near 100% of your sun's energy. Because you built a ball around it. <laughs> yes. That's when stage, solar actually works. Stage one is planetary. Uh, well, the end of stage one, uh, end of stage zero is planetary energy. End of stage one is uh, the sun. The third stage, beginning or the beginning of the third, is the universe or or the galaxy. Um, I forget which one it's actually at the moment. Yeah. I just remember, almost sound educated. Almost, <laughs> but yeah, no. I just remember that one of my kind of cheesiest but still semi-favorite episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation involved Ian Balby Dyson's here and had uh, Captain right. Captain Montgomery Scott stuck in a transporter for like eighty years. <laughs> yeah, which so so here's the thing, and this is one of the things that to me makes it feel like it didn't hold up as well, um, is because after that episode had aired. They basically made Jim Kirk disappear. So this is supposed to be 80 years in the future, and one of the first things Scotty says is, I bet Jim Kirk dropped the Enterprise out of mothballs to come and find me and damn self. And they're like, no, sir, it's been, this is almost 100 years later. And I'm like, well, if if this was actual time travel, you wouldn't have just said that. <laughs> can I, can I, can, can I do a one-minute 
diatribe on my hatred of the Star Trek teleporters. Sure. Yeah, please do. You know, the one thing I hate most about that, that technology, not that it's not feasible, because we're close to mapping the entire you know human brain probably in the next two years. We're getting closer to understanding the human body to a level at the DNA and at an atomical level. But why the fuck did they never touch on the subject that teleporter kills you and then recreates you? Because that's that's too dreary. <laughs> well, the funny thing, I mean, that that does explain you know some transporter psychosis, but they actually touched on that in Eureka. Yes, yes, they did with the with the whole. It basically annihilates you and then reconstructs you on the other end. I mean, yeah, it's taking out the concept of the soul. But um, that's basically, yeah, what a teleporter does. It, it annihilates you and then transmits you as data. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, by the way, with EA theory, all, you know, the entire universe is constructed out of data. So that works. Yes. Um, yes. So, so, so here's my little diatribe on the transporters, right? Taking into account that that is, you know, actual technology for those people. Why does anybody bother to get old? You keep a D- you keep a DNA sample on file from when you were younger, and then you resequence the transporter, and poof, you come out at twenty one and start all over again. Yeah, it's the only thing. only issue is that you, you allegedly lose the memories from that time, from after that. Yeah, there there's actually a way around that. Um, uh, there absolutely is. You're correct. But yeah, no, I I just, I've always wondered, you know, why if you have the ability to basically, you know deconstruct and reconstruct yourself at the atomic level, why the hell would anybody bother to age? <laughs> See? Flaws. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Flaws. I mean, even as... See, that's the... Star Trek... The, the difference between Trek and Star Wars, people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's also... No, the difference is Star Trek is very focused on the technology. And that's when you get flaws like that. That's why they are so glaring. It's like, why didn't they think of this? This is basic baby town frolics. For Star Wars, it's like, hey, just this shit just works. We don't. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're here to tell a story. We're not here to figure out. You know. We're going to tell you about. We're going to tell you about the mysticism. We're not going to talk to you about the technology. But no. So 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 speaking so, speaking of glaring Star Trek things, right? And Ordi and I have talked about this already, but I, but I have to bring this up only because we've gone down this rabbit hole. I just rewatched Star Trek Two, like one of my favorite Star Trek movies of all time, just like two or three months ago. And I'm sitting here and I'm realizing that Chekhov, as the science officer, that has all of these sensors at his disposal. Somehow has not has not did, has not and did not notice that a solar system that used to have six planets now only has five. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How? It's a very popular plot hole in it, and the the way that that is described is that uh, it wasn't supposed to be Chekhov. I I have an explanation for that. Star Trek writers can only dream of having the intellect. Futurama Raiders. <laughs> I mean, there are more PhDs writing for Futurama than there are writing for than ever wrote for Trek. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do have to admit, as the series have gone on, these, the science has gotten a little bit better. But it's just you know, it was little things like that, like going back and just, you know, <laughs> just like, wait a minute, you guys, you warp, you you warped in 
you know somebody had to be scanning, you know, getting a reading for the system, making sure everything was stable, how many planets are they, are they where they're supposed to be? So somehow somebody said, one, two, three, four, five, maybe the sixth one is hiding on the other side of the sun. We'll be all right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? Because I'm sitting there, it's funny because it didn't even hit me until, like, Colin is in this soliloquy moment, like, yelling at Chekhov, this is City Alpha 5! And I'm like, how the hell did you not realize an entire planet was missing? <laughs> how? <sighs> and, it, yeah. Things 8-year-old me did not notice that 50-year-old me is like, what the fuck? And I can't remember why they said they wrote Chekhov into that scene, because he wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, it, it wasn't supposed to be a member of the Enterprise that was on the planet, but they somehow, for some reason, put Chekhov in that scene. Well, no, no, Chekhov was the first officer of the Reliant in that movie. He actually, he actually wasn't part of the Enterprise crew anymore. No, but none of the crew was supposed to be there. It was just supposed to be some randos. That's some of the cross. It wasn't supposed to be anybody who was part of the original mission. Maybe. For some reason. Yeah. Maybe Walter Koenig talked him into it. <laughs> <laughs> or because Star Trek 1 spent the most of the budget for Star Trek 2 um, <laughs> yes <laughs> they couldn't get another extra I don't know I know people that are extras they usually work fairly cheap most of them were doing it for the exposure I, mean, I didn't even work for scale I worked for a lunch most of the people that I know that do extra work are usually doing it for the exposure and then, like, and my best friend actually does does extra work or did because when she was in Louisiana, she was in all kinds of movies. She was she actually died in um, uh, what was that? Uh, not shit. The what is the movies where? God damn it, I can't think of the name of. Them. Anyway, um, Final Destination. Yeah, she was in Final Destination Four. She actually died twice. She and, uh, and I'm. But I'm not the only one who's hearing the conversation go cheap in exposure and thinking Circle Circle K, am I? No, no, no I, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Um, but yeah, so, well, the irony in that, though, is that while she was sitting around waiting for her time to do the shots, somebody that was an extra that wasn't supposed to have a speaking part basically ad-libbed, and then because they decided they liked his ad-lib, Every time they made him reshoot that scene, he made an extra hundred dollars. They they did ten takes that day, so dude walked out with his base pay plus a grand. And she's like, "God damn it, I should have said that." <laughs> I thought that was yeah, funny. I just got a couple sandwiches. But donut. Anyway, yeah, I had a couple of friends bugging me when Tulsa Kings was looking for extras. They're like, "You could still fit in a uniform. You should go be an extra." And be one of the cop extras. I'm like, I already looked. I'm not in the age range. They're like, yeah, but you don't look as old as you are. Just shave off your beard. <laughs> like, eh, whatever. I don't want to shave off my beard. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, not worth it. You realize how many years it took me to grow this thing? <laughs> I couldn't grow one so it, until my beard started gray, graying out. Because everywhere that there's gray hair now was really fine blonde hair before. And it literally looked like I had patches. Because nobody could see the little bitty baby blonde hair. Now that they went gray, they got all thick, so I can actually grow a beard again. Anyway, I I say I say this as an epic beard wearer. Now I don't ever want to shave again. I've I've stopped. 
<laughs> I'm in, I'm in I'm in the you know trimming. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of the beard. The beard stays. Yeah, I mean, so I did get a really excellent beard trimmer for Christmas, so I can keep it under control. But uh, yeah, the beard's it's for here for good. Yeah, I have, I have a beard beard trimmer now, so I can I can at least make it look presentable when I need to. But yeah, I don't think it's ever going away. Where the hell is the room for? There it is. Sorry, I just uh, something came across for culture shift. I needed to drop and nice. Yeah, uh, contestants on the reality version of Netflix's Squid, Ga- Squid Game say the, re- the the show is cruel. Did you like not watch the TV show? <laughs> News at five. News at Water five. wet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, I, I had to draw this. A little tease for Culture Shift this week, if anybody's still listening. We are babbling. Yeah, we should probably get out of here, gents. Jeff, where can Jeff, folks find you? Us, man. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. So we're can... three hours tonight. Yeah, where can <laughs> folks find you when you're not hanging out with folks on YouTubes? Um, well, let's see. If you have a time machine, I mean, I mean who among us doesn't? Uh, Asgard North was at 9 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time. Uh, next Sunday, I'll be doing Lost Wonder. And then the next Saturday after that, uh, Asgard North again. No idea what I'm talking about. And starting up again on Thursday nights, I'll be on YouTube, uh, Rancor Steve's Manorama, talking about manly stuff. Which is a really fun show, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Especially since he's too toxic for toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, well, he's too toxic for toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is too toxic for Spotify. It, it works. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Ordy, where can folks find you? Let's see. Um, you can find me on Twitter as Ordnance Packard. You can find me on. Uh, that's about it. Um, <laughs> find me on on Wednesday with you doing Rick and Ordy. And then um, this week is also, as I said, Culture Shift with uh, entertainment writer Brad Slager. And um, it should be a good one. we got already got a whole bunch of stuff, um, a whole bunch of Hollywood fuckery coming around. And then in two weeks, I'm back here with you. Nice. All I'm right. going to have to scroll up because I did drop some show ideas over the last few weeks. And um, a couple of those I really want to get in touch on. Yeah, no, I, I saw him earlier. Uh, I'll go back and look and be like, okay, we can do this one. <laughs> but anyway, um, as far as anybody looking for me, at RaddyRick73, pretty much everywhere. Um, you can find me lately, almost every night of the week here on Iron Radio. Uh, Tuesday nights doing uh, whatever with Stacy, assuming that she's not going to be working nights uh, or a night shift this next Tuesday like she was this last Tuesday. Um, then I produce for... The Cocktail Lounge Group, which is, again, the writer Brad Slager and our favorite Barbie Maggie Regan. And then Wednesday night, I do America Off the Rails, 7 p.m. Eastern. Produced for the Conservative Commudgeon Show, 8 p.m. Eastern. Produced for the Ladies of Red Wine at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then produce and talk with you at 10 Eastern. And then Thursday, uh, soon, the Jen and Rick Show will be coming back. We haven't nailed down when, so... Um, but but with that that is actually about to start happening again. It will probably be sometime in March because for the seventeenth to the twenty second, I will be out of town. So yeah, y'all you you're gonna have to find some production help or something, or take a few days off because I won't be here. I'm going to Mardi Gras, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've never been. 
But yeah, so, uh, and that's, you know, and then uh, doing the toxic masculinity thing with you, Aggie, and G once a month, and then me and you doing this thing every two weeks, and yeah, my dick, I'm a workaholic, my last meeting was forever ago. But, it's because I love doing what we do. And honestly, and honestly, now that we're not being throttled by Twitter, eventually it might actually turn into something. Because our numbers have been crazy oh. since the throttling stopped. We'll go from a quarter to a six-pence. Dude, literally. <laughs> I remember when, when they first started doing ad revenue, we were like, oh my god, Foobar made a quarter. Yeah, now we have like days where we make five, six bucks. I'm like, yeah. dude, if we can get to the point where we're making five and six bucks like every day... That's a lot of pennies. <laughs> How does that translate to Indian rupees? <laughs> I don't know what the exchange the exchange rate is. Look it up here, the nerd. All right, we're gonna get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting punchy, and I got a bunch of stuff to do tomorrow still. Anyway, thank you, Jeff, for hanging out with us and talking UFOs. Ordy, it is my pleasure always to do this show with you every couple of weeks, and look forward to the next one. And then. For everybody else, I will see you Tuesday. Say goodnight, Gracie. Oh, hi, bro. <laughs> Happy birthday, me. Wait, did somebody say birthday? Is your birthday? As of 30 minutes ago. Oh, it's Jeff's birthday. birthday! Okay, happy birthday, Jeff! I, uh, somehow I did not make that connection. I usually keep up with something like that, but not. <laughs> anyway, so, happy birthday to you, which... Technically, it's not for me yet, so happy birthday for exactly. you early. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. And Ordy's like really confused because he's like, shit, where I am? It's only like, what, 10 30, 9 30? <laughs> oh, Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Night, guys. Good night. Peace. <laughs>